This week on Small Town Scuttlebutt, we scoured online media sources from coast to coast in search of the most intriguing stories in small towns. We also found some ridiculous police log entries right here at home. From dick pic scams to animals hiding from the law, we bring the hard-hitting headlines to you. We also have a customer service story that actually has a happy ending. And what is going on with all the gambling ads associated with every single sporting event? We have opinions on that and so much more. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by Winslow Design, specializing in award-winning residential architectural design. And by Royal Pizza, serving the freshest pizza, subs, dinner platters, and salads at affordable prices. Small Town Scuttlebots. What's going on, everybody? Another episode of the Small Town Scuttlebutt. Across the table from me, Liz Daly. As per usual, we're both in my basement. We're hanging out, and uh, we're going to talk about... Today, we're going to talk about small town news. Mm. You've got this nice little cushy job now. <laughs> you're the shot... Pays the bills. <laughs> you're the shot caller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you've got this new job, and you're going to need some time to acclimate and, and yes. find your groove. Yeah, right? and get used to like a new personality and new management style and expectations and things like that. I mean, my prior boss, I reported to her for, I think, six years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had gotten to a point where she just let me kind of do my thing and I would just give her updates so she could update our CMO and she trusted my instincts and that was that. So it's, I feel like to a certain extent, I have to reprove myself to this new person Mm -hmm. who doesn't know me. Um, So that's, you know, difficult, like just thinking about how to share ideas and all of that with someone who I have no history with. Yeah. So it's a yeah. new new territory for me. Well, Liz, I know you're going to do well. And Thank you. my advice, if I could give you some corporate America advice. because <laughs> Please do, Rick. <laughs> haven't been in the game in about 14 years, but don't overthink it. I know. Just be you. Like, just you keep it simple. Yes. Right? And that's that's advice I actually gave to. So I'm a mentor as, as part of the Women's Empowerment Network. Mm-hmm. I've got this pod that I mentor. and We focus on networking and partnership and, you know, things like that. And yep. one of the women in my pod, she recently got promoted and she was sort of having this same kind of internal struggle. And I basically gave her that piece of advice. Like you got where you are today because of who you are, your work ethic, your leadership style. Don't second guess it. That's right. So and I think one of your assets is your personality. You're a likable person. So just lean into that. Just yeah. know that just being the pleasant go getter that you mm-hmm. are is is going to uh, make things happen. So with that said, I've taken on the duties of being the primary researcher. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one that's been digging around and I thought, you know, we should do a segment on small town news and it's not as easy to find all the small town news. In fact, I found the first three things uh, right here in Medfield. Medfield. Really? Yes. It was easier to find Medfield stuff than the, like what's what's going around. There's like a million small towns mm-hmm. all over the place. You, th- you would think finding crazy news, like yeah. just, just go to Florida. Yeah. Google Florida, exactly. and you're probably going to get something crazy. But uh, I got I got a hodgepodge of things. But All before right. we get into that, let's check in. You've always got something going on. How's, yeah. How's your life? What's new? So I have a funny. Well, I have a negative 
consumer experience that turned into a positive customer service experience. So as I've discussed before, my son, Will, who's a freshman in high school, is a big sneakerhead, like loves sneakers, has tons of pairs, blah, blah, blah. So he wanted to get a new pair for spring. So I said, cool. And he loves this website, Goat. I bought stuff from there for him before. It's always worked out totally fine. He picked this pair of sneakers out that he wanted, which they are not inexpensive, Rick. No. So I buy them. And they come, and he's all excited, and he takes them out of the box, and then I just hear, Mom, what the hell? The tongue of one of the sneakers was completely detached, Rick. <laughs> I have never in my life seen anything like that. It, it was like someone had like just ripped it out in its entirety. So I go onto the website, and I know you love to talk to people, and I don't. Right. So I go onto the website, and I find the form to, like, give feedback and, you know, a fill-out damaged item. I included a picture of the item, and I was like, all right, bud. And I said, you know, please let me know how to go about returning this and when I can when I can expect a credit. And then the next morning, I wake up. Simon from GOAT sent me an email. So sorry about this. Um, could you provide the following pictures? Um, and, and a reply to this email, like they just needed a little bit more photographic evidence that I wasn't scamming them. Sure. Fine. No problem. Took the pictures, replied. It's like, here you go. Let me know how I can return this. Several hours later, Simon from Goat emailed me back. I'm so sorry this happened. Click here for your um, return slip and packaging label, whatever. Yeah. Um, we'll issue you a credit as soon as we receive your item. So... I was pleased, and I and so then I got a survey to give feedback about Simon. I gave him five stars because he resolved my issue quickly and politely and the way I wanted it to be resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as a consumer, that was a really bad experience to have oh, a damaged sure. item. The weirdest, and I'd like never had that experience before. One time I did order a pair of shoes and I got two totally different sizes. Like left shoe was a seven and the right shoe was a nine? Or- yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> And I was like, what uh, What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, that's not even close. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, funny. buyer beware. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to hear Simon uh, cares about his job. Me too. He cares. He's like, I'm on this. I'm mm-hmm. a problem solver. That's what I do. I, exactly. I, nothing runs perfect. And when it doesn't, this is where I come in. Yep. And he jumped on top of it. And so I appreciated that. Good for you, Simon. You left kind of liking the company more than if you just got the good product. In the yeah, because I understand, you know, things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll definitely do business with them again because I've always had a positive experience ordering from them. This is the one negative experience. Now I see that they resolve their negative experiences in a timely manner and with the best interest of the customer in mind. And I think that's really important. Well, the, uh, the negative in me (laughs) is going to, uh, I think it's a scam. I think it's a marketing scam. Mm. What Simon is doing is he's intentionally creating a bad situation so that he has to, Come how Machiavellian, right? Because he's like, I know, and, and they knew that you had a mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> and you care about? It's like, I know what I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull the tongue on this thing. Ah. I'm gonna sit by the phone. She's gonna call me. I'm gonna fix it, and then she's mm-hmm. gonna fight over me. On right. <laughs> I think that's like a form of emotional abuse. I think. <laughs> so what's going on with you? That's my yeah. fun story of the day. Well, I just uh, was. Uh, I drove in this morning. Mm-hmm. I was out of town, and I uh, got some. I love listening to sports radio. This is the thing that gets me. I've I've joked in the past that boy, if you really want to feel like a piece of shit as a man, just listen to the commercials at Sports yes. Talk Radio. <laughs> because clearly, you're a man and you're listening to Sports Talk Radio. So 
here's some things we we just know about you. Mm-hmm. You have a limp penis. Yep. <laughs> it is not working the way it used to. <laughs> So we have medication for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're thinning on top. Mm-hmm. You, 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 uh, your receding hairline is just ugly as shit. You better do something about that. Uh, hey, you fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> what size pants are you wearing? Like, y- you need to slim down. So you're fat. You're bald. It doesn't work anymore. There's another one now. Oh, There's really? An- oh, oh, also you're an addict of some sort, right? Oh. There's, there's so many recovery commercials. Okay. You must be on drugs or alcohol, right? Or struggling with it. So these are some. But now, gambling. What is going on with the gambling? And I am not judging, but it's such a fascination. Like recently here in Massachusetts, it's become legal. Yes. We have the Encore, you know, a a win resort here in in the Boston area. Um, But now you can gamble. There's a sports book. Right. and, And it is just getting drilled into you. Like, mm-hmm. just watching pregame of a Celtics game or something, the commentators, the desk guys, they're talking about the minus 125, the Celtics are favored, the uh, beat the spread. I'm like, oh, I'm like, really? Yes. So, so that's a whole marketing thing, right? Like, DraftKings is going to sponsor whatever, whatever on sports radio. So as part of that, the commentators are weaving in gambling type of lingo or, oh, or yeah. stats or whatever into okay yeah it's like they're totally sold out and that it's like, sucks because you know who are the people that gamble are the people that really can't afford to gamble and that's really punching down and yeah i think it's terrible look it's not my thing you know you do you that's great but it's kind of ruined the spectator experience for me because i'm getting pounded with, yeah with this vice i'm not mm-hmm. calling my bookie i am right. not opening an account on DraftKings mm-hmm. or whatever that's interesting i wonder if that yeah. will taper off you think it'll like there'll be a market adjustment like, i oh, think so i don't know i don't <sighs> That's just disappointing, dis- though. It does disappoint me. And mm-hmm. also, uh, you know, all these kids are watching sports. Yeah. And it's like we're just pumping it with gambling. Mm-hmm. Gambling. Just the word gambling just <laughs> kind of skeeves me out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you it, you always use it in sort of a negative context. Like, oh, well, I'll gamble on that, I guess. Yeah. Like, you're you're unsure of what the outcome is. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So. All right. So what's going on in the small towns? All right. Well, let's start with... Uh, Let's start with the small town of Medfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> That's our small town. And this is uh, from a recent <laughs> recent uh, police log. And you'll, oh. be su- you'll be surprised. Again, uh, animals yeah. is the theme. Yep. I mean, we uh, uh, scuttlebuds from out of town. We're about 17 miles southwest of Boston as the crow flies. A commute would be 45 minutes. Just to give you an idea of where we lie, we're we're probably closer to Foxborough than we are, you know, where the Patriots play. Closer to Providence, yeah, yeah. than we are to Boston, I would say. Uh, But it's pretty rural out here. It's like we're twenty minutes off the highway gets you into the woods. Yep. Right. So Friday, nine thirty-five a.m. Animal issues. Gary Drive. Caller reports a raccoon asleep in the middle of the backyard. ECO notified. A little guy just needed a nap. <laughs> Liz, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. It's nine thirty-five on a Friday. You're on a conference call, right? You got the headset on, or yep. whatever. You're kind of pacing in the office, hands on your hip, mm-hmm. you know, shot calling, right? <laughs> you look out the window, you see a a little raccoon asleep. It's nine thirty-five. Are you gonna Are you gonna call the police after you get off this conference call? No, I'll probably take a picture of the raccoon. And text it to Will at school and go, look, there's a raccoon sleeping in our yard. We actually had a raccoon in our in our um, bird bath. 
um, like a few months ago. Oh, no Actually, kidding. probably over the summer when it was super, super hot. Um, yeah, and he was just, he was hot. Yeah. He did a bath. And he was just It was super around. cute. Yeah. And then he left. Mm-hmm. I didn't call anybody. Okay. <laughs> well, this person, I, I, ACO, the animal control officer. I, the, and you've had the animal control officer on, haven't you, yeah, on sure. the podcast? Sure, yeah. So she, I mean, it's a, it's a woman, right? Yes. Okay, she must get a lot of wacky calls, I would yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, this would be one of them. Here's another one. Saturday, 11.49 a.m. Sawmill Lane. Caller reports she has a squirrel in her house. ACO notified. I ask you again, Liz. There was a squirrel in your house. Would you have called the police department? Yes. Ah, (laughs) Okay, so if Dan was home, no, I'd make him deal with the squirrel. But there was one time a bird got in our house and I was home and the kids were little and a bird got in our house and was flying all around and the kids were screaming and I did call the animal control officer. And they were like, we can't help you. And I'm like, someone has to help me. I can't get the bird out of the house. And I've got three screaming kids. And we it was around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And the bird ended up on the top of the Christmas tree. Yeah. And I was like, Fuck, what am I supposed to do? So I ended up mm-hmm. opening our front window from the, the top and pulled it down. Because the bird kept trying. It was trying to figure out how to get out. And it couldn't. Yep. Like, it wasn't even flying out the front door that I had open. So I put the front window down from the top and then it just left but I was like panicking I was panicking I was like we're just gonna have to live with the bird now (laughs) so I did call animal control (laughs) yeah no that's okay okay (laughs) do you think Leslie would have done that if you weren't home uh maybe maybe this is a a man woman thing. I think it might be I think it might be I would have just shut the door isolated the situation Mm -hmm. opened a window and left the room Give it a 10 count. I think you figured it out. <laughs> Boom. Done. Right? Yeah. No, I panicked. <laughs> Monday, 2.42 p.m. A well-being check. Pound Street. Caller reports not seeing his neighbor for approximately five days and Ooh. delivers packages. Oh, and let me start over. Caller reports not seeing his neighbor for approximately five days. And delivery packages piled up at the door, requesting a well-being check. 339 notified and responded. 339 requesting fire department to gain access. Attempted to call the involved party. No answer. Left message. Access gained. House search negative. Homeowner called back to report he is out of the country. Units notified. Now, do you file this under very compassionate empathetic neighbor or mind your own business uh watching enough episodes of dateline i file that under compassionate and concerned because there's a 50 50 chance there was a rotting corpse in that house and so (laughs) with i mean it wouldn't bother me if i hadn't seen the neighbor but having like things pile up is Mm -hmm. a little concerning like if you're going to be out of the country for a period of time usually you arrange for someone to gather your mail for you or you pause it or whatever so yeah i think that that person did the right thing Okay. I, for me, it would be situational. If the guy is 77 years old, mm-hmm. widowed, yeah, let's check up on Harold. I haven't seen mm-hmm. Harold. Um, he's usually bird watching outside on his porch. I haven't seen him. What's going on? But if the guy's like 39 years old, <laughs> single, business dude, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt. But anyway, that's just you're just a better person than this. <laughs> well, I just automatically go to something horrific is happening here. <laughs> yeah. There's two things about this one that, that um, got on my radar. I'd like to just uh, throw it over to you without mm-hmm. saying anything else. 
Monday, 3.29 a.m. Animal issue. Main Street. Caller reports injured crow in the woods. ECO notified. Person is a fucking psychopath. (laughs) 3.29 a.m. and you're in the woods with a injured crow? That's it right there. Oh, my God. (laughs) Those are the two things. It's 3.29 a.m. and you are responding to an injured crow. And you called the police department. You had a... Wow. You woke up a police officer for that. Right? A person's a sociopath. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I would... would, If I were the police officer, uh, I would be asking questions. Yes. Like, sir, what are... What are you doing out here? Yeah. Yeah. Are you taking mushrooms? Yeah. Um, There's something not right about that. (laughs) Yeah. That that almost sounds like a prank. Like, if I were an Mm. officer and I was hearing this, I'm like, sir... You know that you're calling a recorded line here, right? (laughs) Okay. I didn't know about this, but um, in the uh, super douchey affluent town of Wellesley, Massachusetts. Mm, Swellesley. Yeah. What did you call it? Swellesley. Oh! I've never heard this term. No. Yes. Is there anything you can add to that? Like, how got its name? No, I really, I don't know. I took it, I took that from somebody else. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because this comes from the Swellsley Report. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, a, it's an online thing. <laughs> uh, an officer spoke to a male reporting party who was scammed via social media. The male party had received a friend request from an unknown female party on Instagram and chatted with them for a little while. <laughs> The unknown party asked for a naked photo and then demanded $300 or the photo would be sent to the reporting party's contacts. The reporting party sent $300 via Apple Pay. my God. And then the unknown party demanded another $400. The party did not make the second payment. The officer advised the reporting party that this is a common scam and went over some methods of being safe when chatting online. So this is an adult. Yeah. An adult. Yeah. So. Okay. My 15, almost 15, not even 15 year old son knows better than this. <laughs> like we've actually talked about, you know, don't send pictures that are inappropriate to anybody, you know, obviously just as general safety and, you yes. know, being a good person and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I am floored that an adult would fall for this. Blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, so let's unpack this a little bit. And you paid 300 bucks. Right. Like, dummy, go ahead. Send send my dick pic to all my contacts. Yeah. Whatever. Like, I'll just I deny mean, it. <laughs> at least you say go first. But even if that person goes first, they could just find some nondescript body part exactly. online and be like, these are mine. Right. And send them back. Yeah. So. Ridiculous. This gentleman. Mm-hmm. We can assume it's a gentleman, right? I, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Rick. Women don't fall for the shit. <laughs> so, That's true. That is so true. So he gets hit up by this fake Instagram profile, which mm-hmm. I'm sure the profile pic was like smoking hot chick with a huge rack. And she's like, oh, I think I saw your pictures. I think you're really sexy. And he's yeah. like, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, yeah. while he's, yeah. you know, 20 years into a marriage and having sex once every four months or whatever. He's like, oh, my God. You know, like yeah. he just is just, all in a lather. Yes. <laughs> and like can't wait to send his dick pic yes. to this bot. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Shame on you, dude. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I even I even sent you. Do you remember when I sent you our, our uh, first Instagram follower? It was this yes. buxom. It was like, the Twitter. The Twitter. Twitter. Yes. Twitter. Yeah, it was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We opened up Twitter. Our yep. first follower was a headless torso with <laughs> a huge rack yep. and a halter top. Yep. And I'm like, we got one. Right. <laughs> 
I mean, common sense, people. Common yeah. sense. <laughs> I feel like this person got what they deserved. You yes. Lost, you lost your 300 bucks and you learned mm-hmm. a lesson. Mm-hmm. And uh, that happened in Swellsley. Swellsley. How humiliating must that phone call have been to the police? <laughs> feel like your home is out of date or perhaps your living space could be expanded or just a little more functional if you want to refresh the look and feel of your home consider Winslow Design they are a residential architecture firm specializing in designing spaces for busy families they want your home to work with you and be a reflection of the way you live Winslow Design is proud of the work they've done, and you can see it for yourself in their portfolio at winslowdesign.com. Pizza is consumed in the United States at a rate of 350 slices per second. I can't do that kind of math in my head, but it's safe to say that that's a lot of pizza. With so many of us relying on pizza, we salute Royal Pizza for rising to the occasion and delivering fresh and delicious pizza since 1962. But that's not all. They make terrific subs, dinner platters, and salads, too. Order dinner now at 508-359-2424. Here's one from Madison, Wisconsin. Ooh. A bill would allow 14-year-olds to serve alcohol. It's just a different place, right? Yeah. Very rural. Yes. Northern Midwest country, uh, mm-hmm. state. 14-year-olds in Wisconsin could serve alcohol to seated customers in bars and restaurants under a bill circulated for co-sponsors Monday by a pair of Republican state lawmakers. Under current law, only workers age 18 and above can serve alcohol to customers in Wisconsin. What? So, they're, I mean, so, you're not legal to drink at 18 either. <laughs> right, but you can serve it. I didn't even know that. Me either. Uh, the bill would be broadened uh so that workers aged 14 to 17 could do it. Uh, they could serve only alcohol seated to customers, not drinkers who are at the bar itself. Okay, so they're not attending bar. Right. The current age limit on serving alcohol causes workforce issues due to the establishments underage employees only being able to do part of their job, the bill sponsors uh, say. Okay. So Hmm. how do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't know. I sort of have mixed feelings about it. Like I understand if you're hiring waitstaff for Mm -hmm. your restaurant, you're limited in your capacity to to hire. If people under a certain age can't serve customers their drinks, right? Yeah. Um, But I don't know that I would love my 14-year-old serving alcohol, even if it is – like as a parent, I don't know that I love it. As a business owner – Totally get it. Well, they are supervised. I mean, it's not that is like, true. Yeah. So, but here's uh, here's something I've done uh, as a as a Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. I was an altar boy, and me and Rick Hansen, <laughs> after you do the um, communion, mm-hmm. right? You take the wine, and you go back to the sacristy. And you are to pour it down a drain that goes into the ground. It doesn't go into plumbing. It's holy. Oh, okay. Right? So it just goes down a drain that just goes into the ground. Or does it? (laughs) (laughs) Me and Rick had, me and Rick Hansen had like four chalices half full of red wine. Oh, my God. And we were like 12 and we're just. 
kind of at that age where it's like, ah, I'm curious. I just, yeah. don't, I just don't think we should waste it, Rick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so, Rick. Jesus wouldn't want that. Jesus wouldn't want that, right? <laughs> so uh, we started drinking them. And um, we lost track of time. Well, yes, right? as one would when, like, when you're like, 12 and buzzed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were on our second chalice of wine. <laughs> the priest was like, where the hell are these guys? He opens up these two huge oak arc doors. Right? Oh, my God. And just opens. I remember him coming in, two hands, like opening it up. And the whole church was there. And I was like mid go. <laughs> 12-year-old in a little white robe. Oh, my God. Oh! <laughs> parents right there in the front <gasps> row. What did your parents do? I don't even remember. Really? I, yeah, I don't I don't know if they saw it. or mm-hmm. uh, It was one of those things where it's like just the exposure. Yes. Like, like, had, like he knew it. We had a little conversation afterwards. Yep. But ironically, I don't remember much of a punishment. Oh. It was kind of like, hey, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, God is very forgiving. Well, <laughs> the priest is like probably thinking, like, I've got a couple of demons myself. Right, so, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, would you, if Rosie was like, hey, I got a job at Avenue when she turns, you know, 14, waiting tables, and I'm, I'm going to be serving alcohol. I'd be, I, I trust her. Yeah. I trust her. Um, my son, I would expect nothing less. Like, of course <laughs> you're going to partake. Take a, take a swig. Uh, this happened in, uh, or this happens every year in Deerfield, Michigan. There's hmm. the Michigan Testicle Festival. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what does that entail? I need, I need some context. <laughs> uh, well, testicles, Liz, is right there in the title. <clears throat> One of the most unique festivals in Michigan, the Deerfield American Legion Post 392 Testicle Festival has been a much anticipated <laughs> annual event. Test fest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> 20, 20 years they've been doing test fest. Oh my god! Featuring deep fried Rocky Mountain oysters, which are cattle testicles. Okay. Chicken gizzards, baked beans, coleslaw, and rolls. You'll want to bring your appetite to the American Legion Hall in Deerfield, Michigan, for this annual fundraising event. Over two thousand people attend this Michigan testicle festival each March, more than doubling the small Lawani County town's population. Wow. Liz, my question to you, <laughs> would you put a pair of cattle balls in your mouth? Nope. <laughs> I would have really sucked Wait. on Fear Factor. <laughs> that was almost, that was a little too crass the way I said that. I don't, I don't, well, don't, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> All right, then I won't take it out. Yeah, no, no. I would, I would uh, never, this is, I chalk this one up as uh, things that I can die not experiencing. Yes. I do not need to ever eat, consume, taste, Mm-mm. dabble in balls. No. Balls from anything. Yeah. Like, like I don't care about where it came from. Mm-hmm. They're, it, it, they're balls. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about what sort of the texture. Oh. I, you know what I mean? Like. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm thoroughly grossed out. Yes. Like, like, there's parts of, of an animal that are, like. Highly sought after. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the tenderloin. This is the right. good stuff, right? And then there's, you know, like, 
Actually, there's a, a term high on the hog. Mm-hmm. Like that's where the good meat is, right? right? And then the lower part, like the hawks and mm-hmm. the bellies, and the, that's the lower part. That's yes, the lesser desirable stuff, right? And that's, that's why it's cheap. Like mm-hmm. you can buy mm-hmm. tripe at the store for yeah. for thirty cents a pound or something. Mm-hmm. Why? Because no one wants it, right? We don't need to use all parts of the animal. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I think about this and I go, who was the first guy that said, "I'm going to give this a try." I'm, yeah, because you were either really starving, yeah, or you were drunk and someone challenged you. Probably going with the starving thing. If you've ever watched Naked and Afraid, mm. those people get real desperate real quick. Yeah, they'll eat just about anything. They, yeah, that's so, true. That's and did true. this say they're deep fried? Yeah, people will eat anything deep fried. They can kind of make it taste good, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I will give props to whoever came up with the idea for a testicle festival, though, because I feel like it's a funny, gimmicky thing. And if this is a fundraiser, like, have at it. Have all the testicles you want. (laughs) 2,000 people show up. Yeah, that's wild. I'll bet you a majority of these people go to spectate. Completely. Yes. Like, we're going to test fest. Right. I'm not, I'm, I'm, we're packing a lunch, yeah. but we're going to watch that guy completely do yes. the contest. I just they have say, to have do you think contest. there's a contest? Oh, oh there has to be, right? It has to be. Like how many balls can you eat? Can you fit in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Some guy's like, my sister's a slut. Right? She, <laughs> she blew the whole football team in high school. <laughs> but Alicia, come over here. I signed you up. <laughs> Open wide. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Jesus. All right. I got Funny one more. Stuff. Yeah, I got one more. <laughs> this is a commentary. It came from the Daily Yonder. And it's Ooh, a story. Where's that? It, it's, a, it's online, and it's mm-hmm. about um, helping understand rural America a little oh. bit better. So this is a commentary. It's called A Goat. No, a girl, a goat, and a whole lot of outrage. And and I, I oh my word, I printed a little bit of this. I'd like to read this through. Stop me at any point sure. if you want. Just several weeks ago, the story of a young girl and her goat named Cedar made the rounds across a range of media outlets. The Los Angeles Times was the first publication to give the sad tale fresh life after the Sacramento Bee initially reported on it last fall. So this is recent now. Mm-hmm. The rough, chronologi- uh, chron- the rough chronology is this. The Long family of Shasta County, California, bought their daughter a goat, a castrated male, in April. They then enrolled their daughter in a local 4-H club and subsequently signed her up for the Market Goat Project. Next, journalistic accounts of the Cedar Saga skip from April to June. The month Cedar was exhibited at the Shasta District Fair and then consigned and sold in the junior livestock auction. Cedar was purchased in the auction by a local politician, selling for just over $900, far above market rate for a small market goat. But after the auction, the girl had second thoughts, and Jessica Long, the girl's mother, couldn't bear to send Cedar to his terminal fate. So she left the fair with her daughter and the goat in tow, setting in motion a whole series of controversial events. So... They sold the thing's mm-hmm. gonna go to the slaughterhouse. Oh. The girl's like, no, I can't I, do I, it. I don't yeah. I don't wanna do it. I got mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of like Charlotte's Web, right? Yes. 
Fair officials were outraged that Long took the goat, demanded that Cedar be returned, and when Miss Long refused to disclose the location of the animal, the Shasta County Sheriff dispatched two deputies who then drove over 500 miles round trip to Sonoma County. There they found Cedar. The deputies turned him over to a third party and the animal was slaughtered. (gasps) (laughs) Oh my God, poor Cedar. And this poor little girl. Mm -hmm. Jessica Long claimed that her young daughter was traumatized, Mm -hmm. that Cedar was wrongfully seized by the police and that the girl's civil rights were violated. This high-profile face-off between fair officials, police, and the family is now being played out in federal court with the Long family represented by Advancing Law for Animals, a nonprofit law firm that specializes in animal welfare cases. Okay. Aww. Your thoughts? So, gosh, a few things. Mm-hmm. I assume that this the family did not accept payment for the goat. Or did they accept payment for the goat and then took the goat with them? It doesn't specify, okay. but, but um, maybe if we can fill in some blanks, mm-hmm. let, um, I would make an assumption that, uh, yeah, the person probably made the payment, but the money was returned. Yes. Right? I mean, if you're going to be as brazen to say, nope, deal's off, you don't take the money and right. run. That right. would have been in the lead. I would imagine. Right? Yeah. So Okay. So I'm going to go with uh, they said thanks, but no thanks yep. after the fact. Mm-hmm. Right, the ink is drying on the contract or whatever. The receipts yeah. have been paid, but probably it was a return of. Funds. I mean, to go to this length to get a a goat back to kill it, I don't un- I don't understand. I don't understand, and I'd be really annoyed if my tax dollars went to dispatching two officers to drive five hundred. What did you say? Five hundred miles round trip mm-hmm. to get a goat. That's then going to be slaughtered. Like as an animal lover, I just I can't I can't wrap my head around that. I don't understand. What would possess someone to just be like, okay, I understand. Like you had second thoughts here. I'm not gonna take your daughter's pet and kill it. This story has four assholes in it. <laughs> First, the purchaser of the goat, yes. a politician. By the way, you're yeah. a politician. Yep. You should keep a squeaky clean reputation. Yeah, these objects are not good. Yeah. (laughs) You basically forced a girl to hand her goat over Mm -hmm. under the premise of a a seven-year-old's argument. You said. Right. But you said, mom, you said, Mm -hmm. you know, you said I could have it. Um, You didn't let the girl rescind on her offer, right? Yep. Uh, So there's no empathy or compassion in that area. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Then the other asshole is the deputy or the sheriff. The right? sheriff, yep. He's dispatching human capital mm-hmm. to two full-time officers to go. How a five hundred mile round trip must be a full day. Yeah, right. Maybe maybe an overnight. And what was the crime? What was the crime? I guess is the crime like a- was uh, the transaction was finalized. Now you have something that belongs to me, and mm-hmm. you took it. So. You are now get breach of contract breach, type breach of thing. Of I don't know theft. I don't yeah, know. I yeah. Don't know. It's not theft, but yeah, we're assuming like take the money element mm-hmm. out of it. Let's just look at the. And then these two guys. Hey, boss, what's up? I uh, I need you guys to take a cruiser up to uh, up up north and uh, go get this uh, goat named Cedar. Mm-hmm. Um, well, who's got him? This nine-year-old girl, <laughs> and uh, she made a deal with uh, Joey with an adult. Yeah. yeah. And he wants it, 
he's going to kill it. And uh, she doesn't want him to kill it, but she already said that she could sell it. Hey, boss, I don't feel good about this. Mm -hmm. Can we uh, maybe mitigate? I mean, can we, you know, uh, what's what's that term I'm looking for when you... um, can we mediation? Some, yeah, yes. yeah. Just some mediation. Can we do some uh, conflict resolution? Yes. Like mm-hmm. we learned in yeah in the academy, <laughs> or are we just gonna go and yeah? Imagine the, like the, the that I'm sure the girl was sobbing oh, as the oh. deputies ripped her baby goat from her. Oh, I mean, she had to watch it like drive yes, off, I mean, knowing what its fate was going to be. Yes. This has to be a political thing. Like if like a politician bought it. And is now forcing the sheriff to force his deputies to go get this goat. Like, there's something bigger going on, I feel like. I don't really get it. Yeah, I I, I think it's an open-shut issue. I mean, the guy's like, I want the goat. And, you know, when you go to 4-H, I, I go to, you ever go to the state fair? It's, it's kind of Mm-mm. a different world, right? It's like, wow, these... Rural America kind of interacts with Main Street. You know okay. what I mean? It's it's like these people live out in the country and they livestock's part of their lives and mm-hmm. the agriculture and they and they have contests. Like your your daughter might have a soccer game or a dance recital or something. These kids have who has the fattest pig or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And um, you know what's the quality in in mm-hmm. the eggplants that you've produced? Gotcha. Okay. Like that. It's it's um. There's a lot of science and, and progress that's done. It's it's a lot of education, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of neat, you know. You watch this stuff, but it's a different, it's different, um, different pastimes. I was gonna say it's <laughs> like a different culture almost yeah. than from what we're we're, we're familiar with. But it, that's part of the uh, the. Oh, it's kind of neat to go cross paths with this, yep. right? And see see where your food comes from, and learn a little bit, and bring your kids when they're young. They love animals, yes. right? It's all great. I just cannot imagine for the life of me that a grown adult would say, nope, this goat. Mm-hmm. Like, just, dude, there's other goats. There, right. Uh, how many, like, what do we say? There's five billion chickens in America. Uh, like, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. There's there, got to be another goat for there, sale there's somewhere. There's got to be a goat. Just go to goats. <laughs> yeah. Go to goat.com. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they have two tabs. They have sneakers. Right. So they actually have goats. <laughs> what do you, I mean, so... Do people eat goat meat? Well, yeah, that that's another thing I was reading. Uh, goat meat and goat milk are very popular, especially out in California and also in some cultures. I understand meat. the goat milk yes, for sure. Yeah, but I have not. I've never been in a restaurant where they're like, "Do you want the goat, the fried goat sandwich, or whatever?" Jamaican. Oh, Jamaican okay. Food. I remember a restaurant I used to like to go to. It was a Jamaican restaurant and um, ox, oh. o- like oxtail. Okay, was, was okay, very popular. Uh, thing and goat, goat meat Interesting. was very uh, goat kebabs are, are, hmm. are pretty common. Have you eaten? Have you tried those before? Oh yeah, sure. How did? What do they, do they taste like? Chicken? No, 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 <laughs> no. No, they're. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're. Uh, it's meat. You know, yep. it, it doesn't taste gamey. It doesn't okay. taste very foreign. It just is just meat. Mm-hmm. You know. Interesting. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that. I thought like it's <laughs> just a bunch of assholes. Seriously. How do you deal with that? I, where's the husband? Where's the dad? Yeah. Because I would be like over my dead body. Right. Right. You Look, can arrest me. You're not taking. You're not taking yeah. the go. And also like you were hiding cedar. Like how did. Yeah. Cedar hide in the closet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> cedar quiet. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean I wonder. 
Like, did the deputies have to threaten, like, if you don't turn over the goat, we're taking you into custody type of thing? Yeah. I would have called the local police. I know, you know what I would have mm. done? I would have called the local news outlets. Yeah. Like, Channel 7, you got to get here stat. Yep. Why? What's going on? Uh, these uh, law officials mm-hmm. are en route to take my eight-year-old daughter's goat <laughs> to slaughter. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to oh, be call PETA. It's going to be a shit show. Oh, yeah. Call. Well, you don't want PETA on your side. They're, just, <laughs> they're so crazy. They're so crazy. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. So anyway, that's that's just some of the news I, I plucked out. Some of it was local and some of it was, you know, around the country. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought it would be fun to. I love the, uh, all of them revolved around animals and i will put the guy that sent a dick pic in that category as well rick that's good that's good that guy is a pig p-i-g pig yeah all right let's wrap it up all right scuttlebuds thank you guys for listening um please go to smalltownscuttlebutt.com and send us an email we love hearing from you guys and your feedback your stories your ideas um we love reading through your emails Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Small Town Scuttlebutt and go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to us and please rate, review, and subscribe so more people can find us. Have a great week. How about a round of applause for all of our sponsors? APC Pest and Termite Control, Larkin's Wine and Spirits, Mario's Lawn Care, Park Street Books, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, and Winslow Design.